Hello there, you're listening to the Park Rush Podcast. This is a theme park podcast. I'm Tom. Joining me, as ever, is Josh. Guten Tag. Oh, he's back on his German again here. Josh, how are you doing? Uh, sehr gut, danke. Ah. Uh, uh, you've, you? No, I'm stumped. I'm not going to go there. I've, I've had my fix of bad German on this podcast, <laughs> and I'm not going to rise to it ever again. The problem Everything. is, obviously, we've been playing Wolfenstein Youngblood all week, well, for the past few days, and uh, it's just in my head now. Right, yes, that's fair enough. Yeah, we're here, uh, we're taking a bit of a tangent on our ThingPock video game review series this week, and we've decided just to talk about Wolfenstein. So, uh, Josh, I came into this kind of, obviously, as part of this series, I was expecting it to be some sort of well, management sim perhaps, or you know, at least have a, a sandbox mode that would allow you to build the uh, Nazi-occupied European theme park of your dreams, and yet it seems like that wasn't the case. What were you expecting going in, and were you surprised by what we ended up having to do in that game? Uh, yeah, I was, I was very much expecting to be able to make uh, rides out of the you know, Mecha Hitler um, mm. And it just—it seems like that's just not the case. It won't allow you to do that, and it's very disappointing, really. Yeah, I had loads of fantastic rides, kind of envisaged in my head, which I was looking forward to maybe trying to build. The Hitler Helter Skelter was something that uh, yeah. I'd drawn up on graph paper, and uh, unfortunately, was unable to bring that to fruition. But um, yeah, well, maybe another time. Maybe someone out there is making such a game. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> um, I guess in the meantime, we can play something else like uh, Parkitect or... We could, we could. I, I think in my case, I tried to play Parkitect <laughs> rather than really playing it with any great deal of skill uh, or, or confidence. But anyway, uh, Parkitect, Josh, there's some history with Parkitect and the Park Rush podcast. Uh, this podcast started sure. in late 2018. We obviously just recently marked... I say marked. 15 we... decades ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, gosh, 2018, eh? That's, that feels like a very long time ago. Even, I mean, earlier this year it does. It's kind of been crazy. But we're now approaching the point, I think, where we've done almost half. No, it can't be almost half, but we've done about a third, I think, of the podcast in, in a lockdown, like without having done it in the same studio. Would that work yeah, out? Would sounds, that be right? Sounds about right, yeah. Because we, I think it was, we were definitely past, just past 70 episodes, I think, when when we had to start recording remotely. And uh, we are, as we have not yet returned to local recording. So, yeah, it's been well over 30 episodes at this point that we've been, that we've been apart. <laughs> oh. um, but Parkitect, yeah, that Parkitect officially launched at the end of 2018 as well. So we... It kind of coincided quite nicely, and we did do an episode on it back then, and kind of talking about theme park video games a bit more generally, and kind of the state of them, uh, as in like, <laughs> as in you know Absolute the state, state of the them. state of theme park video games, like what the landscape was like. Not not oh god, the state of these, they're all just terrible. Uh, although, uh, of course, as part of this theme park video game series that we do review series, we found out uh, we have found out there are plenty of video games. Uh, about theme parks that you could absolutely say what a state that is. Uh, but Parkitect, not one of them, Josh. It's actually changed no. quite a lot in the two years since we first talked about it. And now we've wrapped back round and we've got to it as part of our series now, which we've been going through in release order. 
and uh, yeah, I've played some. You, you've played some just kind of more regularly anyway, so you've kind of stayed up to date with it more than I have. Yeah. And I guess what's been your sort of... I mean, I guess we should set it up first for people who maybe aren't familiar. Uh, what's your understanding, Josh, of the kind of history of Parkitect and how it came about and what, what it was kind of aspiring to be and, and what we ended up with uh, feels like a throwback to the old old times of Roller Coaster Tycoon. Wow, yeah. Um, so I guess my understanding, I, I can't remember where I first saw about this. Um, I th- was it? I think it might have been on a giant bomb quick look they were doing. Or, uh, I can't even remember. I saw it somewhere ages ago, like when it was first in early access. Um, and right, it was like yeah. free to play. Um, it might not. Even, it might be somewhere else. That was. Uh, who knows where I saw it? It was ages ago now. Um, and they're like, yeah, they're, they're, someone's trying to do this kind of spiritual successor to Rollercoaster Tycoon. Um, we'll see what it's like. And I watched it. I was like, damn, this is. This does feel like a Rollercoaster Tycoon one or to Rollercoaster Tycoon two, but for the modern day. Um, it's still. It's got that sort of uh, tilt shift kind of look. I guess you could call it. I don't know. Yeah. Um, it was on Kickstarter, I believe. Um, yeah. To begin I with, just, I've just pulled up some details on it here. It was in. It was kind of first kicking around. I don't know, pun intended. In 2014, that's when kind of development began, and it was obviously quite a mo- modest project back then. And then it picked up some attention on Reddit, and um, was launched as a kind of became a more ambitious project that required Kickstarter funding, and uh, obviously made the money needed to um, enter kind of fuller scale development at Texel Raptor is the name of the developer. And yeah, fans who first took notice of it back in 2014 were able to kind of follow it all the way through to release in November 2018. Before then it had gone into early access and stuff. So people had been able to play it in some form before then. But November 2018 is when it launched properly. And that's when... I think we both first played it. You didn't, uh, you didn't play it before no, then, did you? Oh. I did. I played, there was oh. like a free version of it because it was so early. There was a free version on the website. Oh, okay. Um, and so that's where I played it originally. I don't know what it's like now. I haven't looked at it for a while, but I remember at the time of launch, the website was like beautifully... Um, simple and felt like a relic of a bygone era you know it yeah. was a really nice straightforward website that it looked like someone might have been able to make with like free webs or something which was quite <laughs> fun and um yeah it's i mean it's been received really really well and i think it's probably because to me it feels almost like it bridges that gap between roller coaster tycoon one and two and more modern stuff like planet coaster that's mm. what it kind of feels like to me anyway. And I remember at the time I struggled to get into it because there are certain aspects of the gameplay where it actually is a bit more complex than any other theme park games that I've played, at least, on the management side of yeah. things. Uh, yeah. I've, it, it's, uh, it adds an extra level that could either um, hinder your appreciation of the game or enhance your appreciation of the game, I find. Yeah, I think... Uh, first time with it, it kind of hindered my appreciation of the game because I'm someone who tends to just like to be able to dive in and enjoy a sort of sandbox experience when it comes to these kinds of games. 
but you can't really ignore the more complex side of how the game works, even in a sandbox mode. So the feature I'm referring to specifically is the fact that you have to kind of manage the supply of your uh, shops and staff rooms and things like that uh, more actively than you would in other theme park games you might have played where you're, you know, you're place a shop down and that's basically it and you don't have to worry about how am i stocking the burger stand it just is stocked (laughs) magically whereas in this you have to have a kind of supply room and uh, uh, specific pathways under the park hidden from guests that kind of link all these shops um, and diners and whatever else to your kind of supply hub and have this almost magic kingdom-esque underground network of pathways for your staff to get around and that's kind of where it broke down for me the first time i played it uh playing it um as of recording just this morning to get back up to speed on it i got my head around that a bit quicker it was just um uh, my my old enemy spending all my money on uh decorative trees is ultimately what brought me down so it's good to know that i can fail at parkitect in terms of the campaign in exactly the same way that I always fail at a theme park video game campaigns, which is <laughs> uh, I spend all my money on trees. I don't know. Uh, have you seen any of... Uh, obviously, uh, you and I are... Uh, Nerds. You, know, you, you do a, you do a lot, of, lot of work on trees, uh, all of the above there, Tom, but yeah. um, we're not exactly great at the kind of building element of the scenery i would say no uh, probably not uh i don't know if you've seen some of the screenshots on the theme parkitect the, the parkitect website uh, which is themeparkitect.com uh there's some really great you know it's really small builds but really great builds on there um yeah people building buildings with balconies on that are actually accessible um and like having like window boxes for plants and that sort of thing mm. uh cave systems really quite impressive well the tools are there for you to be very ambitious with how you want to design your theme park i mean i've i have watched a few uh youtube videos of kind of prominent members of the parkitect community and the work they've done and there's mm. some pretty amazing stuff like it's kind of crazy and it's obviously a big modding community that's fostered around this game as well which um, and a lot of that stuff is baked into the game so it's very easy to uh, download and use mods that people have made and designs that people have made and yeah there is some there is some pretty crazy stuff I, I think obviously better suited for the sandbox mode and stuff like that rather than the campaign mode um, in yeah. terms of that campaign I mean I got through the first level which was literally just the tutorial like hey here's how to rotate the camera and whatever uh, level two uh, which has actual objectives i failed uh, you have gotten a bit further uh, during your various parkitect live streams at yes. twitch.tv slash park rush um, uh, i got a little bit ambitious on uh i think the fourth or fifth level too ambitious too early i should say uh right and burnt myself and uh, went bankrupt. But uh, yeah, how, how did you find the campaign? The campaign was progressing until then. Um, some levels, it, uh, I think the the earlier levels are relatively easy as long as you um, limit yourself somewhat. All right, don't, don't rub it in. <laughs> there's there's definitely a, there's definitely nuances to it that you have to get your head around a lot more relatively early on, um, and then it 
I, I know for sure because sure, I've watched, um, I believe it's Silverette on YouTube. Uh, has yes. done a whole whole series of like every single level. Mm. Uh, he actually helped design some of the, like, he did some of the campaign missions. And, oh, and wow. Levels. Um, so, uh, so uh, yeah, they, they do ramp up quite heavily. Um, but they're they're really good, really good to watch. Um, yeah, you have to get your head around obviously the uh, depot slash transportation tubes. Yes, which, uh, quite uh, I don't know hilariously maybe uh, I've just gone on to the community community page in Steam for Parkitect, and the first guide is how to use depots slash transportation tubes. <laughs> yeah, that's um, what I was struggling with for sure. Uh, yeah, even today, yeah. it took me. A, a, I thought I had. I thought I had it, and then realised that I kind of didn't. I think I. Ha- I do have it now, which is good. So that shouldn't be a, a, an obstacle to me enjoying more of the game, because yeah. I would like to play more of it now that I've got my head around that. Uh, mainly the sandbox stuff as well. I'm not, you know, desperate to play through the campaign, but uh, that was a that was a significant barrier to me enjoying sandbox mode. So hopefully, uh, with that removed, I can go wild. Yeah, sure. Um... I think it's a it's a something that you have to keep track of a lot because you know the more buildings that you build, you know the more cost there is, right? So yeah, exactly. Do these like, sort of weighing up of things like that. But I think by and large, actually, the interface, the tutorial is actually very good. I think, and the interface is pretty nice, and it's also quite customizable in terms of how you can move around all the tool tips and the different sub menus that pop up, and you can resize them. And there's some nice kind of uh, dynamic translucency that that comes into play as well when you've got multiple windows open. I remember the first time I tried to play this, I was actually on a MacBook and I did find it a bit of a struggle there on a small screen to deal with all the pop-ups and menus, and that was not a very uh, that was not a particularly great way to experience the game. But playing on a on a much bigger screen now, I I found all that a lot easier. So that might be something worth considering as well. Because yeah. I often find, I would often think that like a theme park management game would be perfect for a laptop or you know even a tablet, but actually I, I'm not sure this game scales brilliantly down to a smaller screen. Uh, visually, it does. Like this thing could run on just about anything, I reckon. Although I do actually also really like the way it looks, even though it is very simple. Uh, like you said, it's got that kind of tilt shift aesthetic. It looks kind of very reminiscent of those old RCT games, but but still some somehow modern. Uh, not totally dissimilar. This is maybe uh, this is maybe over uh, too much praise for it, perhaps. But it's not dissimilar the look of it from um, the Zelda uh, Legends. Is it Link's Awakening on the Switch that has that cool sort of tilt shift look as well? Almost looks like yeah. a diorama. It's not dissimilar from that. Just that a uh, you know with, with bigger maps and uh, you can obviously zoom out way further as well on on Parkitect. Yeah, sure. Uh, I mean, you're running it on a pretty beastie PC, so I assume you've got it kind of maxed out and everything. Yeah, it was a di- well, it was a decent t- PC at the time. It's a you know it's a few years old now, but yeah, it's running at max settings. Nice, and and obviously you because you have the you have the ability to play and keep up with more modern theme park games in a way that I don't. You know, I've never played Planet Coaster because I just don't. You know, it's not out on Mac. I'm, I'm going to play the console version, by the way, which did come out this week. We should note. Uh, Planet Coaster Console Edition is now out on uh, PS4 and Xbox One and yeah. uh, PS5 and the new Xboxes. 
it's on it's Game, on Game Pass, Pass as well, right? on yeah. Xbox. Yeah, so that's why I'm going to try it. I've heard that you know it's uh, in terms of how ambitious ambitious your parks can be. Uh, the uh, th- there are quite stringent limits on that on the old consoles. Uh, it's kind of sad to have to call them old consoles now, but the PS4 and the Xbox One. Uh, yeah, you you have to kind of uh, rein yourself in a bit more before uh, the game will probably start running like garbage. But on these new consoles, doesn't seem like um, seems like it would be fairly in line with the PC experience in terms of how ambitious you can be. But I'm going to be very interested to see how it all translates to a controller. That's kind of the most important thing. Yeah, that'd be um, cool. But yes, uh, as of now, I've not played Planet Coaster, so something like Parkitect is one of my only ways to keep up a little bit with newer theme park games but for you how does it kind of compare to i guess planet coaster is kind of the creme de la creme right now uh, uh yeah um i guess um obviously it's a very different style of game like what so yeah. this obviously is like roller coaster king one roller coaster king two for those that have played that uh, whereas planet coaster is very much a successor to roller coaster king three Mm. Um, or spiritual successor, I should officially say, I guess. And it's so in that you get to build it's it's in three D. You get to build into a three D space uh, in uh, Planet Coaster, um, whereas obviously this you're um, by default stuck to the kind of tile system, yeah, of um, of the game. Um, but apart from that, it's fairly similar um, in terms of what you can do. Um, it's just yeah they've gone different approaches to um, how you go about it Um, this one is a bit more has a lot more I would say of the uh, management stuff going on whereas Planet Coaster certainly at the beginning Planet Coaster seemed more like uh, it was more to do with just building roller coasters and designing buildings and that sort of thing and less about the management stuff Uh, there's a big big issue big issue when that first came out about like the pathing of the uh, people and how you build the paths, um, but that's been proved quite a lot, um, and so it is getting there. But yeah, this I would say focuses a bit more on the management stuff compared to Planet Coaster. Fair, fair. Uh, do you find that the campaign a bit more engaging on Parkitect then? If in terms of you know, uh, yeah, more... personally, I have always found I've always liked doing the management stuff. So nice. Uh, I, I think as yeah. The fact that they've been able to, and this is no knock against Planet Coast, I mean, it sounds based on its focus like it would actually be more up my street. I think the, the fact they've managed to translate it to a controller and we're yet to see how effectively would suggest that it's not quite as deep on that front in terms of the management side of things as a Parkitect. I can't imagine playing Parkitect with a controller. You're spending way more time, I would think, kind of digging into sub-menus and, you know, checking boxes and and things like that, whereas Planet Coaster, as you say, if it's a bit more focused on construction. Uh, we've seen, yeah. to be fair, in some of the other games that Frontier have put out on console, no matter what you think of the games themselves, they have proven themselves capable of coming up with control schemes for uh, building rides specifically in stuff like... Oh, yeah, sure. Uh, um, oh, Jesus. Scream Ride. And uh, they, they also made Jurassic World Evolution, which is also on our list of things to play as part of this series. We are uh, approaching that. We're a couple games away now after mm. today. So uh, I'm, I'm curious to see how that one translates to, to a controller. But uh, yeah, I, I'm looking forward to checking out Planet Coaster on console because I've, I've always been, I've always looked at, at it very enviously from my, from my Mac, alas. <laughs> 
uh, this game has a couple of expansions as well. It's worth saying we've not unfortunately had a chance to play these, but they are advertised in the main menu of the game and some of the additions that they make look pretty cool to me. It's a lot of kind of, uh, you know, different types of rides and uh, other things that you can build in your park, I think, rather than sort of grandiose actual new features. It's it's kind of an expansion pack in the classic sense, you know, new levels, new uh, rides, etc., rather than actual new mechanics, which I think is fine because, as we've said, Parkitect is pretty mechanic-heavy already. Yeah. Uh, but there's Taste uh, of Adventure, uh, and then there's uh, there's another one which I've yeah, lost track of. Candyland. Candyland. Thank you. Can, can, yeah, Candy. Is there a season pass? Uh, there is not, no. I can't no, it's very, it very, much a, very much a throwback. In that sense, have you got the Steam page up still? Can you can you quickly check that? Uh, yes. So uh, you can buy the whole lot for thirty four ninety eight, or if you already have the game and the expansion, uh, Taste of Adventure is nine twenty nine, um, and uh, which comes with Adventure and Candy, and then you also got uh, Booms and Blooms, which is a uh, like a it's a, it's an add-on, but it's not. It doesn't it didn't add anything. It added new stuff rather than like uh, scenery and that sort of thing mainly. Ah, uh, so it's like the Sims model of expansions. You've got your top tier expansion pack, then you've got like stuff packs, and then there's like, yeah, there's a little about bit, yeah. four tiers of Sims add-ons, I believe. Uh, my sister's yeah. regularly trying to get her head round. So booms and Those. blooms added uh, an effect sequencer, which is like for fireworks and that sort of thing. Oh, cool. Um, two new thrill rides, three new coasters, two updated coasters, added rowboats, but fireworks. Uh, speakers for music and sound effects, customizable flags and new trees. Um, and that that's also in that deluxe version of Park Tech that, come, that you get for 35 quid. Cool. Um, and then obviously Taste Adventure comes with 10 new challenging levels, two new themes, eight new rides and four new shops. Nice. And I would not, I mean, the game has continued to be supported really well by the developer and also by the modding community. There's an active subreddit, the website, the Twitter feed seems fairly active as well. So, yeah, there's plenty of people with a uh, who have maintained their interest in this game. So, I think future support is probably guaranteed. I wouldn't expect there to be a Parkitect two. Uh, I would expect them to keep bolting stuff onto this version of the game. Yeah, certainly for the uh, like foreseeable future, I would say. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I mean, it did really well critically at release as well. Uh, it's got an 83 on Metacritic right now. Uh, got positive reviews from a number of outlets. And a lot, yeah, citing the clear influence of RCT1 and RCT2. And I guess it's kind of interesting that kind of two of the uh, sort of modern darlings of theme park video game fans are uh, two separate things, but both being spiritual successes to different games from the same franchise. So yes. Parkitect following on more directly from RCT2. And Planet Coaster from RCT3. Uh, worth noting, obviously, that Planet Coaster and RCT3 share the same developer. Parkitect is, um, you know, a passion project of a, of a very small team. Yeah, for who sure. obviously grew up enjoying RCT uh, uh, one and there two. There are so many. I'm just going through all the mods, and there's so many good mods on this thing. Like, uh, like what of... is only fun licensed stuff that people have made? Are people breaking copyright law to? <laughs> yeah, so you got uh, you got Space Mountain in here, you got Expedition Everest, you've got uh, Big Thunder. Um but then you've just got people that have made roller coasters that aren't in the game. Right, yeah. Uh, well they're, they're fully their own creations. No, 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 like they're they're real roller coasters that exist in real life, but they're not 
um, in the game. Right. Like, yeah. um, like, like some a, of the ones like of the you coma. just mentioned. But yeah. no, 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 but not um, specific like, hey, this is Big Thunder. Like, but I mean like Kosa Styles. So like... Oh, I see. Um, Intamin, New Gen, L- LSM. Um, right, I've got, yeah. Or an Intamin Hyperwing or uh, something like that, you know. Mm. A Coma SFC. That is cool. Mm. And, and I guess, you know, we've spoken a, a lot about how this game is has got more going on on the management front, but the fact that there is a modding scene and a big community sharing their creations shows that it's certainly not lacking when it comes to the creativity tools that are available. You can obviously uh, get pretty in-depth with the coasters that you make. Yeah, and there's also a mod for um, on-ride. On-ride. So, like, you can ride it as, like, first person, sorry? Oh, okay, I see. Yes, because that's not in the game by default. And Oh, that would be cool, actually. And probably quite helpful if you were making your own rides and wanted to... Uh, I, I guess the other thing that even RCT3 had that this doesn't, from what I can see, are kind of perhaps slightly more elaborate scenery options in terms of things like models and animatronics and, and even more you know basic decorative stuff like water fountains or you know statues and things like that maybe some of that stuff comes into play in the expansions but i didn't see any in my time with the game uh this morning but yeah i I don't think it would be possible for example to someone for someone to make the jurassic park river adventure in parkitect because there would be no way for you to uh to add animatronic dinosaurs in in the way that it was possible in in rct3 no yeah so maybe that's something that, I mean, that would, I'm sure, require uh, a lot of dev time because they would co- you know, require more complex animation than a lot of the stuff that's in this game currently. Uh, but yeah, I think f- for, the, for the price you can pay to get in on this, if you just want the game, but even if you want everything, it's a pretty, it's a pretty exhaustive and compelling package. And f- for such a small team to put it together off the back of a Kickstarter campaign is pretty amazing. And as bad as I am at, at it, at least on the campaign front, uh, I was, I'm really impressed with what it's offering. And I think it's, it's nice that you've got this and Planet Coaster both available because they do kind of scratch slightly different itches if you want a theme park game, I, I find. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, and you, you've been streaming both uh, on the Twitch channel uh, semi-regularly for the past few months. What is your what is your favorite? Like, if you had a free afternoon and and you had to play one of these games, what would you go for? I would, I personally, I would say Parkitect, but that's, uh, I can get my head around it a little bit more. The uh, the the structure ad, the structure of how it works adds a lot to my ability to build stuff. Well, I guess as well, you know, you've got that kind of childhood reverence for RCT two specifically. So maybe yes. a lot, it's kind of like some old muscle memory almost being like reactivated with a lot of these concepts that Parkitect uses. Yeah, for sure. Um, so that's, that's quite possible as well. But uh, yeah, obviously, uh, if you've not checked out Parkitect and you like theme parks uh, and you like video games, you, you, should, you should have a look at it for sure. Uh, it would seem mad to me that you, that you hadn't by now if, if you do like theme parks and video games because it is a good park video game i think that's my official verdict josh as this is one of the highlights of the park rush thing park video game review series i would say <laughs> uh yes i think so yeah uh this uh and also uh 
Parkitect is also very good. Um, pa- uh, Planet Coaster even. Both excellent games. Uh, and I yeah, I really love, really love, do love this game. In some ways, it's less fun to talk about. I actually, you know, think looking back on this series, I quite enjoy when we get to go to town on something like um, uh, Thrillville Off the Rails or oh, Scream yeah. Ride or uh, even something a little bit older like... Um, I think some of those later theme park world games weren't great. But yeah, with this, it's uh, it's a very easy game to recommend and there's not really a great deal that you can criticise about it other than maybe it has a degree of complexity that you are you perhaps find overwhelming. But um, other than that, yeah. there's there's not really much to knock it with, to be honest. It's, uh, no, it's yeah. very well put um, together. And clearly a labour of love as well, which is... Always nice. Once you get over that hurdle of um, how the shops and the depots work, then it, after that, it's very easy to get your head around, but then it's incredibly hard to master. And I think it's that um, which lends itself quite well to these sorts of games. Um, it, it means that you can always strive for something higher or better. Yes. Yeah, that's a good way. That's a good way of putting it. I think it's very. It's. it's despite the complexity it is a game that you can absolutely kind of dip your toe into and and see how you find it and and work on something that's fairly straightforward you know there are plenty of ride presets baked in for you know your carousels and your ferris wheels and even like roller coasters there are preset designs that you can just plop down and you can build something nice and simple on flat terrain and and just get start to get your head around things before you even think about working on something more elaborate so yeah. yeah once you're over that initial initial obstacle of, of how the depots work as you say uh, from then on i think that the um learning curve can be as steady as you want it to be which is nice yeah so, sure. so yeah that's that's parkitect uh as i say one of the highlights of theme park video game series for us i think and uh, one that we will probably keep checking in on every so often that it'll probably be streamed uh in future as well by the two of us and um yeah but for the future of this series in particular uh next up josh i'm just looking at our list here because there's only three games left on it oh what i know it's uh roller coaster tycoon adventures which i believe is a nintendo switch game oh god yeah um, uh, that one sounds a little bit ominous to me based on the <laughs> recent trajectory of roller coaster tycoon uh, then we come to jurassic world evolution which i've also not heard great things about but i'm curious and of course, we did run that Twitter poll to decide whether it would qualify for this series, and the people said yes narrowly, but they did say yes. Uh, and then we come right, to an, uh, install on that right now. What in Jurassic World? Yeah. Oh wow! Are you going to be playing the PC version or the Xbox version? I will be playing the PC version. Oh well, I'm going to check out the Xbox version. So uh, we'll we'll come to it with a uh, a two pronged approach. Hmm. Uh, and then a, a very a very new addition to the list because uh, we, this was announced I think about a year ago, but then was only confirmed in terms of a release date actually fairly recently, uh, and is now obviously out being Planet Coaster Console Edition. I think we will cover that as a kind of as its own thing, um, rather It'd be than. Could we get to do a comparison of the two? Yeah, yeah, for sure. So yeah, I'm I'm keen to see how that runs uh, on an Xbox One, uh, and then hopefully at some point on a on a on a new Xbox. But uh, th- those are becoming those are pretty hard to come by. Those things. Yeah. So who yeah. knows when that might be? Um, I've got a stock tracker that's going to 
give me a notification when they come into stock. Ah, so it's like a virtual, is. it's like a virtual Universal's virtual queue system for consoles. Uh, I guess, yeah, I guess so. I guess you could you could go that way. Um, nice. Well, we'll yeah. we'll review the Xbox One stroke PS4 version, uh, but before the end of the year, I think, and then hopefully we can review the Xbox Series X slash PS5 version. Uh, sometime before, I don't know, 2024, let's say. It'd be nice to get it out of the way before the next US election. Yes, yeah, yeah. Uh, A man can dream. Yeah, exactly. Uh, anyway, until then, you can uh, keep track of the Park Rush Podcast on Twitter, at Park Rush Podcast, and on Twitch, twitch.tv slash parkrush. You can email the show, podcast at parkrush.com. You can find the show at parkrush.com and the show notes each week at joshualawrence.com info i think that's everything josh have you got anything to add at all uh no that's it excellent well take it easy everybody until next week see you later goodbye